Russian women used to screw like sewing machines. This is spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fellas. I, had, I know I had to say that. <laughs> well, I am your host, Stevie, and tonight we are spoiling the 2017 or 2018 county tour. We want to look at it. The Death of Stalin. And I think we have a full crew tonight, don't we? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> trains open the trains, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Moscow's open. Oh well, uh, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. And um, let's see here. Hmm, I don't know. I uh, just say a recent uh, movie or television show you started watching recently. I'm cool with that. Let's go from uh, east to west. Shit, that's me first. Uh, this is Jordan, recording from North Carolina. Um, recent show I've started watching. I don't know. I've been in kind of a standstill with a lot of things. Been trying to catch up on spoilers movie, movies, actually. Um, we started watching Friday Night Lights a couple weeks ago. It's meh. First Not season's good. Riggs. Yeah. Riggs. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave it up after the first season. <laughs> it, it only goes downhill from there. I could tell. It's, yeah, it's it's rough. People complained that it was too much football. They're wrong about that. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's me, huh? I think it is Brett. Uh, this is Brett from Fort Wayne. Uh, we've been watching a lot of movies lately to the point where my Brittany said, can we not watch any movies for a while? <laughs> so, <laughs> Give up the power. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, we're just watching. Can you look me in the eyes today, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we she was, she was pumped for the, you know, she was looking forward to the Oscar thing, but like, I mean, we watched 10 movies last weekend. I mean, just like a lot of movies. Uh, we've been watching, uh, I know you guys are probably against network shows, but a million little things is so good. What network is that um, on? Uh, ABC, I think. It's just so good. No, I'm against ABC. I don't want to watch that. Is that the one where the dude kills himself and everybody comes together? Yeah. Ah. That's the one. Yeah, Peter Man. Yeah. Peter Man, yep. I always see, like, the cheesy, like, trailer for it. Like, I always see infomercials for it where the girl's like, you are my life. And I'm like, I never want to watch that (laughs) show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're lost. I'm picturing, I'm picturing Brittany going like, I made these fucking coffee mugs for you guys. I thought that was the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> nah. She supports the show. Who next? Uh, I'll go. Uh, this is Mikey reporting from Goshen. Uh, I haven't really watched a whole lot of TV. Been catching up with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. Nine-Nine. Saw so, uh, a Nine-Nine. little Battle Angel last weekend. I was pretty, pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. Pretty dumb? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't expecting much. I don't know the story or anything, but like James Cameron wrote it, right? Uh, that was the worst part about it. <laughs> but it looked amazing. America's though. pioneer. I mean, it looks it looks awesome and stuff like that, but the writing is awful. The story is not good. Mm. That's too bad. I was really looking forward to that. Josh, I think you're next. <laughs> yeah, I'd be next. Um, kind of like Jordan. I've just been watching some. IU loose to Purdue, some Zion, oh. Zion Williamson's foot pop out of his shoe. It just happened last oh, night. Oh, boy. Zion. This recording. Um, my, my wife's trying to get me to watch the Umbrella Academy, which I heard is pretty I good it's awesome. on Netflix. I've to delve into that. Mm, I never heard of it. I watched a little slice of uh, 
ant and wasp man the other night. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty good sleep to it movie. I feel like <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It's fun. So my next, I think. Thank you, our pap. Yeah, this is Pappy, uh, recording from Denver, Colorado. And I watched this movie recently. Brett, I mean, are you gonna pick this movie, Border, or can I talk about it? Oh, uh, I mean, I was gonna pick it for like a punishment, but it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I watched this movie because it's nominated for like best uh, makeup, but it's like about this woman about in Norway or something, and she's like Sweden. She's a troll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> really? She has like a Spoiler. Spoiler alert. She's a troll penis and like she fucks this troll dude and she like, can smell drugs with her <laughs> Who's, brain. The dude is a woman. Yeah, it's a pretty, troll woman. Wait, it's the crazy. dude is a woman or the woman is a dude? Yes. Both. What? Exactly. Yes. Dude, it's the it's the first of all it's a good movie. It's just the craziest grossest movie ever. It's very on brand for this podcast. So it might show up as a pick later on. What's but yeah, it called? that was a cool movie. <laughs> Border. Border. Yeah, she's like a she's like a drug sniffing dog at the border. That's like her job. She can smell. She yeah. can smell fear. It's pretty awesome. When did this movie come out? Oh. Subtitles. It's out. It's on the. We have it uh, uploaded to a secret digital location that <laughs> we can share with you. <laughs> oh my god! It's a uh, documentary. Yeah, it's uh, the person who played April Luggate. Can never remember her name. It's her. F- favorite movie of 2018 why is it a it's, punishment movie yeah though? it's just no it's a good movie it's just so gross it's so freaking weird <laughs> can we just pivot gross. and like live commentate this movie i think it'd be funny to do a live commentate of this movie <laughs> <laughs> i'm so intrigued oh, yeah, now. i also have the soundboard with me tonight with some clips that stevie may or may not throw to so happy to have I that you just had one clip hey now hey now <laughs> Gosh, just tearing down the house of cards around us. We can barely Is that because hey Jeffrey Tambor is in the death of Stalin, Pap? Yeah, I was gonna get rid of the Hey Now clip, but I mean, dude, it's Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> Jeffrey Tambor. One more week on the soundboard. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and dive into this movie. This week, the death of Stalin. We're talking about America's greatest ally, Russian, rather Russia, um, back in 1953. With, of course, focusing on the death of Joseph Stalin. And this movie starts off in such a comedic way because it kind of tells you everything you need to know within the first like 10 minutes. And that has to do with kind of like the playing of, um, I guess they're just, I guess you'd call it a symphony. <coughs> and Patty Considine, I think it's how you say his name, he's been in some Edgar Wright movies such as, um, I think, The World's End. Half Fuzz. Also, the Hot Fuzz is the Andes, right? Yeah, he's one of the Andes. Yeah, he's one of the Andes, and he is so hilarious. But the general secretary gives Patty a call, <laughs> telling him to call back at a certain time. And he gets so terrified that he can't remember the time. He's kind of just losing it, kind of like, do a call back at this time, do not call back at this time. And eventually, um, he calls Stalin. He's telling him that he wants a recording of the performance. And chaos ensues from there. Pap, what goes down from there? Hmm. Yeah, so they. This is also <laughs> apparently based on a true story. Yeah. By the way, uh, actually, I, I took a Russian history two 
at IU, so I feel pretty qualified to uh, break this down for you guys. So apparently, hey now, yeah, hey Stalin now. really liked that uh, chamber music, and he wanted a copy of it. But the problem was they weren't recording the the broadcast. It was a live broadcast. So the, one of the Andes from Hot Fuzz is like, "Everyone, stop! Stop! <laughs> get back in!" Like he's trying to round up people off the street to to fill in the auditorium to to get the acoustics right, and they have to like replay. Uh, the song so they can record it um but but one of the parts that doesn't really make sense to me too much is that one pianist lady like she seems like kind of a jerk she's just gonna <laughs> get everybody killed what do you think well, half the audience have gone the acoustic will be very lively go and get some more people in off the street a fat one so we don't need as many really uh, how fat i could get my wife she did the acoustic uh, Comrades, comrades, shut up. I have wonderful news. Comrade Stalin loved tonight's concerto and would like a recording of it right away, which we don't have for reasons that are, that are myriad and, and, and complex. And, and, but meanwhile, the concerto we just played will be played again. And this time we will record it and we will applaud it. me i won't do it that's based on a true event as well though um she was like so known and liked that she really did write a letter similar to that to stalin but like anybody else would have been shot but she was like so beautiful and talented and stalin liked her that she was like able to slide but that like kind of fits into this whole movie where it's like there's all these like rules and dire consequences (laughs) but you don't know if anyone's going to like ever pull the trigger on it. There's so much like room for leeway. It's odd. Well, and they're also yeah. like paranoid all the time too. Like even while they're having these conversations, she's like, what if this room's bugged? And then he's like, well, Stalin would of course know the difference. Like talking really loud and stuff. Like, and he faints. They're always on alert. Yeah. Well, when they're trying to get everybody to like stay in the auditorium too, he's like, don't worry, don't worry. You're not going to get killed. Like it's very, yeah. very serious. Yeah, I love the part too when he's like, all right, and we'll all applaud for it. And they start to clap slowly. And one guy starts to give a standing ovation for some reason. <laughs> and the whole crowd does. This is like a straight t- terror scene. That's, you, they, you haven't seen anyone die yet in the movie. So it's just pure comedy. Oh, yeah. And I also found it. I, I kind of go back to the part where Pappy said, where she's like, what if this room's bugged? And um, they kind of had that line before that where he's like, not even Stalin, I mean, even Stalin could tell a difference between pianists and be totally different. Like, what do you mean by that? And the um, the composer is so scared, he faints and hits his head on the fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> You are the best and nearest composer. <laughs> Please come with us. When the, it, no, but the whole the whole thing about him saying goodbye to his wife was like dark but super funny. Because mm-hmm. he thought they were going to get killed because he saw all those soldiers. And I think this this kind of reminds me of the beginning of maybe like Inglorious Bastards, where it's a small vignette story that's kind of outside the story, but shows uh, the fear, I guess, that can ensue. But whereas Tarantino goes like. Dark and serious, 
yeah, this just goes straight slapstick and it works. We should also mention too that like no one's doing a Russian accent either. It's all like <laughs> I love I love oh, yeah. that part of the movie. They just like went for it. Like Stalin's like super like like Britishy. It's it's just really well, funny. I, I love how they went for that. They? Cockney. Except for Buscemi. Bushims. Yeah, I thought Bushemi was supposed to be like an American diplomat. <laughs> Definitely. Before the movie started, I was like, oh, he's right there he with He looks Stalin. like a goblin when he's bald. <laughs> yeah, he's, it's not a, well, it's, he's so weird looking. It's not like a terrible look for him. Looks like Gollum. He does look like Gollum. Yeah, it's he does odd, look like Gollum. Like strikingly odd. Hey, that man served on 9-11. He did. <laughs> a, and I hero. finally learned how to say his last name because I've been saying it wrong for all my life, apparently. Like, was that on Desperado when I was calling him Bushimi? Yeah, Bushim. He called him Bushimi. <laughs> Bushim. We're like, Bushemi? Well, it's Bushemi. There's no sh. It's sem. You wrong. Yeah. No, no, no. Bushemi? It's Bushemi. I've heard all of these iterations of his name. I don't know which one's right. Well, I scoured the interwebs today looking for interviews left and right, and every interview I watched said Bushemi. I don't like it. I uh, won't accept fake, it. Fake news to Brad. Hey, nah. <laughs> He's wrong. Steve Buscemi is wrong. He is wrong. <laughs> it's Buscemi. Everyone knows it. <laughs> I do kind of like that. I love that reversal, though, of like when the NKVD, which is pretty much Beria's, like, I guess his personal army to go and kill people that are pretty much either standing up against the government or artistic or any way out of line. It's mm-hmm. super dark when they're rounding up people in the middle of the night. When he just gives them lists, and it kind of goes back to that composer. Like even a son rats out his own dad. Yeah, and it comes back to that composer where he's like hugging his wife, like "Don't tell them anything. I love you." And sir, you're one at the musical. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> that scene where Berea is walking through like the basement of horrors. The first time you see him down there. I don't know how exactly they pulled off the shot, but it looks like an absolute circus going on behind him. Like, at one point, there's somebody being rolled down steps. It's like a torture. It's just madness. Yeah, Beria freaks me out, especially with kind of like his rapey vibes. I totally forgot about that before I picked this movie. Well, apparently that was all true, too. He was a bad, bad dude. Yes, he was. I, I didn't realize how bad he was until I researched him after the movie. And yeah. How bad was he, Brett? I think he raped hundreds of women and the way he did it was just super like extra creepy. He'd drive down the street and point out women and they'd come and eat with them and then he'd rape them. And then, oh man, this, it's a super creepy. He'd just drive around the city pointing people out of who he wanted to invite over. And then if they didn't like it, he'd strangle them and bury them in his wife's garden. Oh my God. When the guy who plays him, Simon Russell Beale, if, is awesome. Beale Street could talk. Yeah, he was I, awesome. I, I don't recognize him from anything else on his IMDb page, but yeah, he fucking kills it. He's amazing. Apparently, he's like a big time stage actor. That's probably why you don't recognize him. Ah, which is probably why he's so good. And he's clearly like just the meanest, evilest spirit out of all these dudes. But at the same time, none of them are saintly at all. Like they've all got lots of blood on their hands too. Maybe not mm-hmm. as rapey, yeah. but. You, they're well, all portrayed way goofier than Barry is. What? That's, that's that great scene later when Barry is like, "I've got files on all of you," <laughs> and Jeffrey Tambor is like, no, "All of you." <laughs> he said, "All of you, you. not me." <laughs> I was over there. 
pointing over here. <laughs> Georgie, Georgie, no. <laughs> I do think it was clever how this movie tried to get you to almost like remember everybody's names. Because what it would do is it wouldn't do it. It would just kind of pick its um, spots, but it would like focus on someone in slow motion and play their name for a very long time. I don't know, because, I mean, if I didn't read those and try to pay attention, these names have been lost on me really quickly. It's impossible. When it uses, like, the same, like, sting from the score each time, too. Yeah. Yeah, and the first time we really get to see Stalin in the gang is when they're at his estate. And apparently, this is true, Stalin would just call late night dinners for no reason with his inner circle. And make them watch, like, um, westerns until very late in the hours, like, very wee hours of the morning. And he would also push them to drink heavily, heavily. heavily. Yeah. And his whole thing was, like, he wouldn't drink as much, so he was just, like, watching to see what people would Spill say. Spill the beans, man. trying to betray him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nuts. And, like... I thought it was clever how they had Molotov falling asleep because he would also write down who fell asleep first and they would obviously be punished or killed um, when they would like do those parties. I mean, it's not funny, but it's hysterical to think about. It's like, let's call my friends out at, you know, one in the morning, have dinner, make them drink and try to watch boring Westerns. Um, hey, you know what? All I'm hearing is free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good friend to me. <laughs> Except for the whole, the he's a with, violent psychopath. The part with Steve Buscemi uh, recounting Semi. the night with his wife, Buscemi. It's probably super realistic. Like, I'm sure the that's what those down? guys did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's true Khrushchev, with Khrushchev. That's true. Yeah, Khrushchev really did that. And apparently, like, the, who who would go on to succeed Stalin? Like, he really was considered like the clown of the group too. And I love the part where he's like talking about like. I gotta keep warm by throwing around this live grenade and him and uh, uh, Molotov are cracking up, cracking up. And then uh, Jeffrey Tambor goes, so what was the grenade? <laughs> like, what do you mean, what was a grenade? <laughs> what do you mean? It was a grenade. <laughs> I'm talking about Stalingrad, how cold it was. Now we would do anything, anything to warm ourselves up. We would throw a live grenades to each other. We'd pull the pin throw it to the prisoners. <laughs> oh, they'd be jumping around like drunken whores. <laughs> so, what, what was the grenade? A grenade. Uh, Yogi, you're, no, it was you're, a grenade. No, no, you're, it's a gra- you're obstructing the store. But everyone gets hammered, they leave, and soon we find out that Molotov, who fell asleep during the boring, boring Western movie while drunk, is on the list. <laughs> he done. And it's really unfortunate, because I kind of liked him. But, um... That night, the pianist who put the note in the vinyl that was given to Stalin's uh, soldiers to give to him, Stalin finds it and he reads it. And while he's reading it, he has a giant cerebral hemorrhage and he's out. And there's also a really, (laughs) I found it hilarious where he hits the ground and the soldiers outside his room go, should we investigate? And the other guy goes, should you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> also Happy, true. Maybe, yeah. yeah, isn't that a big part of uh his demise was that everyone was so paranoid about doing the wrong thing that I don't know, everyone was like kind of frozen into helplessness or something. 
Yeah, you I can think explain it was also, that more. Yeah, true that they like heard the noise and, and were in real life too scared to go in, and that's kind of like why he ended up uh, dying, which is just so funny <laughs> that he ended up. So that is pee. true. Yeah, yeah, that all really happened the too. Because two of them were really too scared kill, to go. They didn't really kill everybody in the house, so they knew what happened. Uh, and I think in real life, the council debates for like seven hours before they get a doctor. <laughs> and then half of the doctors are all killed in real life as well. <laughs> they tried to poison him, Josh. Any doctor is not Stevie, a good what's up? doctor. I'll probably get ripped off this, but can I read something? Sure. Real quick. This, the, it says, below is a video uh, interview with Steve Buscemi, where they get to talking about how to pronounce his name. Buscemi? He gets introduced as Buscemi. But when the topic gets brought up, Buscemi admits that while that pronunciation is correct, so is Buscemi. Ah, so both are interchangeable. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just like whatever foreign country that name is. Maybe that's how you pronounce it there or whatever. I don't know, but just didn't want to. I just want to get that out of the way. So pronounce it however the heck you want. So Bushimi. Bushimi. No, good to go. Am I back on the Bushimi train? Spoilers. Bushimi. Buscemi. I'm calling him Bus- Buscemi. Buscemi. Yep. We need, we need like an Buscemi. official ruling on this. <laughs> Buscemi. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just you, wanted to. I figured I'd just get it out of the way. Unanimously passed. Buscemi. <laughs> Buscemi. <laughs> somebody, call, somebody call him and tell him. A Buscemi. <laughs> Your name is Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great oh, it's dish. Off the rails. <laughs> it does. Meatballs, Buscemi. So <laughs> Stalin hits the ground. Mikey. What hilarity ensues after that? Because there's a great sequence after, like, he hits the floor following the next morning. Yeah, so Stalin is face down in, like, a, a puddle of his own pee <laughs> when uh, Beria gets into the room and finds him. And Beria is, uh, he, like, uh, is there to assess the situation. I don't know why he's the first one to He's fall, a I guess. bowling he's- ball with legs, dude. It's hilarious yeah, yeah. to watch him maneuver. He's, uh, I guess, the right-hand man, so he's the first one there. And his first duty is to, like, not even check on Stalin. It's to, like, burn documents and <laughs> photographs and get rid of evidence and stuff. So he's finding a key which unlocks a door, which uh, has a chest in it, which unlocks another key, which has, like, <laughs> another <laughs> key to a panel, which has documents in it. And then he has to go burn a bunch of documents. And then he kind of sits around for a while, uh, just... With Stalin there on the ground, uh, before talk shit to him. <laughs> yeah, before anybody else gets in the, into the room, and is it uh, Steve? That's the next one that arrives there. Or is it uh, Georgie? I think it's Georgie. Can I disagree with something that Mikey said? Sure. I don't. I don't think it was his duty at all to burn that stuff. I think he was like steal. he made sure he was there first, so he could like steal some documents and get ahead of everyone yeah he stole the files but he also burned some stuff yeah he also said some funny things to his driver when he's trying to get the folder out the window i'm gonna stab you in your eyes one at a time so you can watch as i do it <laughs> Take the papers or I'll cut your eyes out one of the time so you can watch it happening. Drop it. Take them. But I think it's at this point, too, where he leans down in Stalin's face and is like, it's time for you to pass away. No? No. It's so creepy. But Josh, like, 
there's a great like train of like everybody comes in one by one. It's Georgie and he kneels down and he's like crying and he's like, "Is that pee?" And he stands up and moves around. <laughs> it's the same. With, it's the same with um, Steve Buscemi. Where he's like, he gets down, he's like, oh, the calamity. He kneels down, he's like, oh, God, is that piss? It's just one by one, everyone gets in the piss. This is a big dress down of those big, huge Russian names. They're all like kneeling in piss, basically. <laughs> that whole scene was so funny. Like, they just kept kneeling in it. it, it that's such a great scene. Yeah, I was constantly going back to, I mean, the piss, the piss gag is, is hysterical. I'm guessing that this is. Yeah, he's feeling unwell. Clearly, he's irreplaceable. <laughs> How can we possibly? <laughs> All right. Uh, let me think of the people. Uh, <clears throat> as acting general secretary, I must uh, step up. I must. Um, I must uh, take his place while he's. Um, on the floor. But you just said he's irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. Take his place, as in assembling the Central Committee, of course. Good. I was testing you. Get used to that sort of challenge. Yeah, back to the <coughs> more of the fear thing. And <sighs> why is it General Secretary? Could someone explain that to me? Pappy, you, you took the history of Russia, too, in college. Why is it the General Secretary? <laughs> That's uh that's the path that Stalin had taken to uh power. He was actually uh kind of considered like Khrushchev, kind of an outsider, but he was more of a thug and considered pretty unintelligent and he was appointed general secretary, but he was able to like leverage that position to kind of change out like who was in the government and, and ascend to power like uh I forget what the Trotsky was like really supposed to be the heir apparent to Lenin, <laughs> but but Stalin like like you leverage this position of like basically like making appointments and like choosing the administrative staff to like gain power. And it's like that kind of like paranoia and that kind of like shifting around of people that like, you know, you see in this movie, like that really pervaded the uh, government. Cause wasn't it like, like you said, his role pretty much, he had power over who was and who wasn't cause he was like a secretary to whatever. Basically, yeah, he he would decide like yeah who is a part of the administrative staff like who got to see Lenin all those kind of things. So very nice. So the gang uh, <laughs> they try to move Stalin to the bed, and it's not going well at all. No one really knows how to lift someone without getting piss all over. <laughs> the head's the heaviest part. <laughs> Long story short, they don't really know if he's dead or not. They need to find a doctor. Josh, why do they have such an issue with finding the doctors? I guess a lot of doctors at that time in Russia were Jewish. And by this time, Stalin started purging Jewish doctors (laughs) to his own detriment here. So they get like every good doctor has fled the country or been killed. So they grab like this crop of like 18 year old duty houses <laughs> and like 80 year old washed up doctors yeah. who like probably have no idea about modern technology. <laughs> you're not even a person. You're a testicle. You're dead. <laughs> but they're all wearing white coats. <laughs> that one dude is super weird looking. The yeah. testicle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pav, speaking of testicle, explain my favorite side <laughs> character in this movie, Vasily. Oh, Vasily is uh, Stalin's son, right? Yes. And he is a 
super duper drunk. <laughs> uh, he just chugs vodka all the time. And we meet him uh, when he was coaching the Russian hockey team. Quote unquote. Like, Play harder. Oh, man. <laughs> go. So no, funny. I mean, go. And apparently it, uh, the Russian hockey team had died in a, a plane crash. And he's trying to trying to cover it up. Because <laughs> he had them take off into a snow in an ice storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which apparently Stevie, yeah, yeah, Josh. Oh, sorry. Just one last thing on the doctors. There's this one line that they get to, and it's kind of like a riddle. But they're basically like, if it's a bad doctor that we hire and he <laughs> dies, we're fine. But it's a bad doctor and he lives, we're fucked. <laughs> but if it's a good doctor, and it, do you know what I'm talking about? Is like really. Well, they're trying to cover themselves from Stalin. He's, he says if, if Stalin lives, then he's a good doctor and we're fine. But if he dies, then we'll just blame it on him and kill him or something like that. But they also don't want him to live deep down. So they <laughs> yeah. don't want to get a good doctor. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. It's just very telling of the attitude. Yeah, Vasily, um, he. Uh, Apparently, there is some truth behind that plane crash where it was like all but two members of the Russian hockey team died because he had them take off into an ice storm. And apparently, the crash was uh, two weeks before Stalin's 70th. And so, he literally like made a new hockey team overnight and gave them the exact same names of the people who died. <laughs> wow, Stalin crazy. never noticed. Stalin never <laughs> noticed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. When we play hungry, are we allowed to use guns? Come on, General. These are the best I can find since the plane crash. What plane crash? There was never a plane crash. Was there a plane crash? The Soviet planes do not crash, and Stalin's son does not fuck up. But uh, yeah, so Stalin is dead. Uh, the place gets ransacked, and then it's just a. Which, I mean, it is funny and it isn't because the NKVD pretty much takes control of Moscow and they start killing people like left and right in Stalin's house. And from there on, it's just a fight for power. And Mikey, how's pretty, how's this uh, broken up? Like the power struggle between like the people? Uh, well, Daria is, he was previously the, like the most hated guy in Russia because he's locking everybody up and now part of his plan is to start releasing everybody (laughs) to become the most loved person uh, after Stalin because Stalin is I don't know if they've announced it yet but to the country but Stalin is not going to make it out of this situation so he's trying to grab as much power as he can by releasing all these uh, prisoners and people that they've locked up and uh, just I don't know. For no reason, I guess. These people were locked up. Pause the killings. <laughs> yeah. Put a pause uh, to the arrests. And <laughs> wants to lock down uh, the trains and keep people out of Moscow, coming into Moscow. Hey there. <laughs> hey there. Just lots of stuff just to grab more power. It's such a genius work of acting, like Jeffrey Tambor there, where he's like, pa- pause the killings. Like, everyone wants pause. to stop the killings, but like, no one dares say so for fear that Stalin is like still listening. It's nuts. Most loyal. T- all- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, they all have to, apparently have to be like unanimous on every decision, too. Like, they'll like yeah. do a razor hand vote, and like, someone will have to, like, or Steve, usually Steve Bushimi. Or whatever, how are we saying it? Like, Buskemi. 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 
has to raise it's, it alternatively. It's funny to see Tambor also like trying to like he's a nice guy, like whatever his character's name is, but he's like Georgie. Yeah, yeah, Georgie. He's like kind of a nice guy. He's like kind of kind natured, but he's like, I will deal with whatever horse shit you have presently. <laughs> presently. Like, he, no, no, he's he's fine. Oh, okay. Come on through, come on through. And, like just always conflicted and like trying to like do do the right thing, but also like hold up this this image. Sharp cheekbones, low cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> I want that one destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) That was straight out of a Wes Anderson (laughs) script. Because the rest of this movie is pretty much um, Steve Buscemi and Beria like fighting for control, even though Georgie's the premiere. But no one gives a flying fuck about Georgie. Like Georgie's not even going to make it. Screw him. Let's just go on our own paths here. And (coughs) Steve Buscemi. Uh, goes back to Molotov's um, apartment, who was on the kill list. And it's just so hysterical because he's trying to convince him, you know, we're all going to go against Beria. <laughs> and Molotov was so against factionalism and was still, you know, so dedicated to Stalinism, even though he was dead. And lo and behold, Beria shows up with his wife that was imprisoned for going against Stalin. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I thought uh, he thought she was dead and that Beria had like kept her alive or something. Yeah, I think she, everyone thought she was dead. He kept so her alive like, and he was just shitting on her, calling her a sow. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I yeah, love she, Michael Palin so much. She was like in the next room too. She had to have heard some <laughs> of it. Oh yeah, for sure. We were just chatting about Polina. Well, well, uh, would you believe it? Treacherous sow. Or um, a wronged woman who was fraying. No, no, she was a criminal. I'm glad she's dead. Right, because well, she betrayed the party, she plotted against Stalin. No, no, Nikki, false narrative. No, no, she was a parasite. She was a parasite. She betrayed all of us. Yeah. And in fact, the evidence was flimsy. <laughs> there were no witnesses. <gasps> and look, Polina's back! <laughs> <laughs> and so... While they're fighting over it, we get to the big days of the funeral, which is also introducing one of my other favorite characters, which is Papa Malfoy, who is one of the, I think it's General Zukov. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. He's so mm-hmm. funny. Marshall. Is it Marshall Zukov? Yeah, they actually incorrectly call him Grand Marshall. He was just <laughs> Marshall. <laughs> Brett, what's Grand Marshall Zukov like? Dude, he's so funny. I'm like, he's usually a bad guy in movies. He's an awesome bad guy. Uh, I don't know. He's just super arrogant. He's kind of like the, oh, everyone, like he's the kind of type that would like announce himself in the room because he's just that full of himself. He's like a tough guy. Uh, man, I don't know. It's hard to describe. He's just, and he, just super funny. <laughs> but he's like dry he's condescending to everyone around him too. Like when Khrushchev's trying to like <laughs> arrange just like pivotal revolution in the government. He like, oh, that was so funny. <laughs> so fucking with him all the I time. I have to record have this to conversation. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. He reminds me of him. I like, like him. Oh, go ahead, Josh. I just going to say I like him because he's kind of seeing through all the bullshit that everyone else is like dancing around so like petitely. He's just like smashing through it. Like, I don't care. Give me some drinks. This is stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, you think this is my first coup? he reminds me of like an american cowboy in this movie he's just so gung-ho and ready to go and he has such a dry sense of humor Mm -hmm. like you guys said jason isaacs 
also Papa Malfoy, so usually good. plays a bad guy, but he is just so funny in this movie. And like his big motivation was um, Beria took away like his army. Like, yeah, he was like insulted. Like, they're locked up now, aren't they? Oh, they well, they showed him killing most of them, but yeah. <laughs> I think that he New was list. using his private army in lieu of using the real army. It's he's, like a Gestapo type. He's starting yeah. to get pissed, like feeling yeah. like he's getting pushed to the side, right? Yeah. So the coup is being starting to get set in place. Um, the funeral is pretty much like really all over the place. Like he has like you have like his main guard standing around like the visible casket. And there's just lavish decorations everywhere. And the one thing I did find hilarious was when they invited the church back in to like view Stalin. And everyone's like, who the fuck invited those freaks? (laughs) (laughs) Barry Barry, like sniffs and goes, and then the bishop show up. My favorite scene took place here at the funeral, too. Oh, go ahead, uh, Josh. <laughs> it's just like some physical humor where, like, Buscemi wants to talk to someone else more closely, and he tries to, like, slide naturally in front of Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> so great. When he's, like, trying to, like, we'll make it look like, like a part of the procession. We'll make it look natural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Dude, this is like totally backtracking, but I feel like there was a part earlier in the movie where it's kind of like spoilers humor, or at least a type of humor that I think is hilarious. Like when Vasily tries to grab the gun <laughs> oh. from that, and it's just like twenty <laughs> seconds of them like rolling their deadlocked eyes. and trying. It's just I love that type of humor. It's like wild, I and everyone's been. just staring at him. <laughs> they're like, just like, wrap it up, wrap it up, and finally they're like, oh, help oh, when him. they're in a stalemate, and he can't move? <laughs> yeah, they're like a stable, and they're both fighting over the gun. You can, the you guy can see. is struggling so hard, and no one's helping him. <laughs> you can see some of the actors, like, looking around, like, looking at the camera, and like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. After, like, 30 seconds, Sorry, I had to throw that after, in. like, 30 seconds, Barry is like, okay, come on. And then the guards <laughs> take Priscilla's away. The comedy in this movie reminds me a lot of just Russell development. If I could jump yeah, in, for sure. And it's like that's the only thing I can see is George Bruce and Jeffrey Campbell. Well, you guys know that this director Iannucci is famous for Veep. Yeah, that's like his big thing. Yeah. and I've never seen that. Have you guys? Veep. Yeah, I've seen the first season. Every episode shows, twice. Yeah. And you it's guys like, see a I, lot of that. Oh well, I think yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. My favorite part is too. Is I bet like the government's like it's probably really more like Veep than it is House of Cards. You know what I mean? Like it probably really is more of like just a shit show. Out. Yeah, shit show of of people <laughs> trying to just keep it together. Like <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm so glad you went back to that part though, bro. I totally forgot about that part, and it's so funny. Like Vasily is just yeah. hysterical throughout this movie, especially when like he's drunk at the procession, like before his father's funeral. And this is where I think like Veep or Rest of Development humor kind of comes in where he's drunk and he's like, I want to speak at my father's funeral. And Steve Buscemi so quickly goes, and I want to fuck Grace Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> is that like, I don't, I don't remember like any specific parts, but I think my favorite scene, the one I thought was the funniest was like when Jason, Jason Isaacs was in there with the silly. <laughs> yeah, but that whole scene like cracked me up. That, that might have been the part you're talking about. but Yeah, I think that's when they pick him up from off the floor. And this is like when Khrushchev is oh, telling yeah. – um, why do you say her name? The sister's name? 
Svetlana! <laughs> Svetlana! <laughs> Svetlana! Beautiful bird. <laughs> this is when Khrushchev is telling her, we're going to keep you and your brother safe, I promise you. Two seconds later, he gets punched in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, that's like that scene, but yeah, that's... There's also, like, another... I think the funeral, like, everything surrounding the funeral was, like, I, th- I thought the funniest to me. There's this really, like, running gag. It happens, like, in spots for a good 20 minutes where... Um, Stalin is standing with this girl in a painting or a photo, and Georgie doesn't want a girl that looks like her. He wants that exact girl. (laughs) (laughs) There's like two times where they bring up a girl, like, sorry, we couldn't find her. There's one that looks like her. No, no, no. The girl. So they go and find her, and she's way taller and older, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? She's the size of an ostrich. Like an antelope with ostrich, yeah. (laughs) Right to her face. Yeah. This person looks like an ostrich. Get them out of here. <laughs> and then by the time it's all said and done, when the funeral comes and Georgie's standing up on the balcony, you can only see the top of the girl's head. You can't even see her. Oh, yeah. Comrade <laughs> Minister. So I found her. She's uh, grown a little since the photograph. But she's she's uh, the size of an ostrich. No. Okay, can we just go back to my original idea and find a girl who looks like her, but little? No higher than this. Chalk it on your fucking trousers. Oh, it's... God, I love this movie. But um, pretty much before the coup is going down, Vasily gives a fantastic speech. <laughs> the Cubs. Jordan, what's that speech like? He just naming all the different countries that are in the Soviet Union and calling them Cubs. And then there's a perfectly timed, like, eight jet flyover that's super loud. <laughs> Just drowns out Stalin's son. (laughs) But the crowd loves it. (laughs) We are all cubs! (laughs) Georgian cubs. Pat, do you have that playback? Uh, I think this is like when he was uh, writing the speech. How's my guest? Yes, I'm working on my speech. It's good. I bought you something. (laughs) I'm not drinking. I'm using water. It's just to calm your nerves. <laughs> yes, actually, I will. <laughs> He's not drinking. No, I'm not drinking. How's the speech? Um, my father <laughs> was a warm and mighty bear. And we are his 170 million orphan cubs, Russian cubs, Georgian cubs, Armenian cubs, Lithuanian cubs. I you to. Uh, so Lithuanian cubs, Ukrainian cubs, Moldavian cubs. So good. Happy you pointed this out after our last episode when we were talking off air, but during his speech that's live, the jets go over, everyone starts clapping, and he's about to like start his speech again. Steve Buscemi, like, you can't hear what he actually says, but he, like, leans his head in and is basically like, you're Pulls done talking. Yeah. Like, that was good enough. I will not be squeezed in. And he's totally squeezed in. <laughs> oh, that... I want uh, a shirt for baseball season with Vasily on it that oh, says, yeah. we are all cubs, cubs on it. We are all Cubs. I would... L- that would be great. I would love that. But after the great uh, cub speech, uh, Grand Marshal Zukov is ready to go for this coup. And throughout like the past two days, Steve Buscemi's character Khrushchev has just been 
Like, even when they're carrying the casket or in front of the body, he's been plotting for the coup against Beria. And eventually, it goes down. Like, it's pretty cool because they're trying to have, like, this meeting of, like, what's passing and what's not passing. And <coughs> Georgie just seems completely aloof to it. Pap, what goes down when Beria's finally, like, kind of thrown out of the group? Yeah, so uh, it's it's like while they're carrying the casket, Steve... Uh, Buscemi skin uh, Buscemi <laughs> is like uh, it, it is arranging the deal because the the military will only be on board if like all of the members of like the inner circle are on board so he just he straight up lies and says that they're all on board and then once they get to that like really tiny white room with like the thin walls where they do all the voting he proposes like the thing and then uh, they hit the button underneath the table which lights up the, the, the light in the bathroom <laughs> hit the and button, they come bursting in <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well and stevie you kind of painted this as like steve buscemi plotting 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 but uh barry i mean in the course of the movie it's very much like a race that barry oh, yeah. seems Barria to be Bruce winning Khrushchev, the whole time yeah mm-hmm. and he seems barry seems to have the the lead on him pretty much the whole time till the end and earlier in the movie, it's a little a literal race when they're like sprinting to Svetlana the first time. That was so funny. <laughs> There's also a car race in like the parking oh, that lot. That was funny too. Oh, great. Now we're last. No, you go first. <laughs> you go first. Man. Yeah. And I love that part where he's like, hit the button, Georgie. Hit the button. And Georgie's like, what? What? Hit the button, Georgie. Yeah. Hmm. And apparently yeah, that's really how it went down. Like like things like went awry, like like things went off the rails and like somebody got scared and just like hit the button and that's when the military came busting in and like one of the biggest countries in the world, like that's how their president got decided. It's nuts. <laughs> we actually skipped a little part that kinda led to the ending, the the whole they have a huge fight and that that's when Barry is like, I have information on all of you guys and that kinda like is a tipping point for everybody else. I thought I mean, we kind of touched on that when he's like, he was pointing at you. Yeah, but that was, were we even on the episode? It was really early. My bad. I'm just thinking about like the audience. We haven't seen it. Brett's right though. I mean that, that scene, Beria finally like tipped his cards over too far yeah. and everyone could see him. So he was basically freaking <laughs> everyone out. Like, Whoa, dog. <laughs> yeah. Isn't like the 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 uh, the little girl there too, and like the guard like earmuffs her <laughs> as Jeffrey Tambor's like going off. Yeah, all of you can kiss my Russian ass. <laughs> ass. <laughs> earmuffs. I was over there. No, and he went all of you. Yeah, all of you. All of you. No, no. Yes. <laughs> all. All of all us. of you. No, he said, all of you. You know, all of you can kiss my Russian ass, all of you, on the balcony. That is kind of the tipping point for everybody to kind of see. And also, what was kind of driving him crazy was when Steve Buscemi, who's in charge of transportation, let the trains back into town. And this didn't happen in real life, but... Did so. Not to this scale, no. Not. I thought 1,500 people died. 105. Yeah, it was a... They were trampled. Yeah, it was a, by yeah, something. It was a, a kind of like a stampede. They kind of combined. They kind of combined two episodes into one little thing. There, yeah, like fifteen hundred people died in some in the East German uprising or whatever. But that was later. Yeah, 
in real life, this didn't happen until like three months after Stalin died. So, yeah. well, gotcha. Barry, uh, Barry is blaming all of these deaths on them, on the own people that died. <laughs> That's how he's getting out of this. <laughs> you got to blame the people that died? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, so <laughs> Barry uh, is pretty much pleading his way out of the building and screaming. It's it's a weird mix of pleading for his life, shitting on people, pleading for his <laughs> life some more. And even though it is dark, I thought it was funny just from the look on um, Jason Isaac's face when he wants to be the one that kills Beria. And he's screaming and struggling and screaming and struggling. And when he goes to get his gun, one of his soldiers kills him. And he looks at his shoulders <laughs> like, hey, at his sho- one of his soldiers like, hey, dude, that was my shot. Like, what are you doing? But it's almost kind of anticlimactic in a way. And, and this was this was actually stretched out a little bit more too. But like, I love that whole trial <laughs> scene too when uh, Steve Buscemi is is reading him like all the things <laughs> he's done done wrong, and he's like screaming like that 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 moment of chaos in the barn. Like, even though this is a comedy, like that's that's pretty crazy. Like political stuff. It's it's fun to watch, and it's yeah. all on a piece of paper that like. He basically had to force Tambora to sign, sign in the it, hallway. Georgie. <laughs> and, and Georgie's like, he basically has to point out, like, either you sign this or Barry is going to kill us all. <laughs> and Jeffrey, like, signs it in the worst manner possible. And it's like, being on his a huge knee? Baby. Yeah, it looks all shitty. And that's like the official death warrant to a high ranking official. It's so weird. But then one of the parts that, like, stuck, like, it kind of bites a little bit. Um, emotionally, but like when Barry is burning, he's done, and it's like, all right, he's finally gone. Steve Buscemi is still just like ripping on him and spitting on him, and like <laughs> at one point he calls him a burning asshole, like <laughs> making fun of him for being burning dead on the ground. He's like, I will wipe you from history, <laughs> well, from the history books or whatever. History. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Now, Pap, is that how Barry actually passed? No, there was a little bit more time. I mean, the, he did have some kind of trial, I think, but it was like a kangaroo yes. court, you know, of course. So, but Shame. Uh, I, I mean, and this is actually kind of something I wanted to bring up, Brett, too, because like we talked about on the Oscar pod about how we don't care at all about historical accuracy. But then I totally shit on Bohemian Rhapsody for being unhistorically accurate like do you give points to a movie like this for for being historically accurate like is it is like an extra good thing to be or do you just not care at all well i mean i don't know if you would consider this historically accurate i mean if you just do a little research there's a lot of stuff they even like the thing with the doctors and like the thing with like the the concert like there's a lot of details which are real or based in truth yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think most movies that are historical should have a basis in history. I mean, if it's based on a true story, then you have a lot of uh, cinematic license to do that stuff. So I, I think it's important. I'm just saying I don't need it to be 100% accurate. I did not need this movie to be 100% accurate. It wasn't, and I don't, that's fine. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of said that during the Bohemian post. I mean, yeah, that movie went really crazy, but I just didn't need it to be super accurate. I think uh, so, the problem is that Bohemian tries to be a serious movie, and this is obviously a uh, comedy. A comedy. <laughs> so it's yeah, like it I would agree. Have to be one hundred percent accurate. You know, there's some liberties taken because for the sake of the comedy, but 
for yeah. This movie doesn't bill itself as a biopic of Stalin. Biopic of the death of Stalin. I also think Bohemian Rhapsody gets wrong because of, or I don't know if it takes itself as a serious serious movie. I didn't watch it. Unfortunately, it did, Mikey. Unfortunately, it did. How many sinks were ripped out of the wall by Freddie Mercury? With his <laughs> teeth? <enough>. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Pappy, so why is is that, is that the answer to this paradox? We've been talking offline about this too, but like the things that are true in this really shine and are cool and make my brain like percolate, but the things that are fake in Bohemian Rhapsody just piss me the hell off. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I think it's like it's a very nuanced thing, right? Like, there's definitely sometimes where it's it's better to embellish. Like, I, I think like going back to the movie, I think the whole condensing of the Beria's trial is like more true to the chaos of you know Russia at the time, even than like you know saying like a title card six months later. Like, <laughs> it was a great decision to make to to streamline that. Right, and I I agree with that, but like. You guys had a big problem with, you know, rushing the AIDS thing, and like you don't have a problem with, uh, like Bray, whatever Bray or whatever. Yeah. He wasn't in that. Okay. He wasn't in that position of being the leader of that police. But- He's been out of that position for like six years. Michael Palin was not involved. He got he got uh, like fired four years earlier. I mean, it's Molotov. Just- he has a name. Yeah, but I love Michael Palin, so I will refer to him as Michael Palin's. But I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. But like. I mean, the only thing I'll say, I'm, I'm curious to what history. Stevie thinks because he saw both of these. But the only thing I'll say is like Khrushchev isn't alive and producing this film too. That's kind of a big part. True, of that's it. true. Like where Brian May was changing history, seemingly at will. But I, I don't know. What do you think, Stevie? So to me, this isn't this is a satire on the American psyche of what Russian was and what Russian Russia is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And. I'm cool with that. Like, I imagine they're going to come out with a movie like this about Donald Trump's White House in 30 to 40 years. And it'll be very similar to this, like, hysterically, like, hysterical, like, satire. Like, it's just a funny way to look at it. Where what pisses me off about Bohemian Rhapsody is, like, this was the life of Freddie Mercury. And it's like, no, a lot of that wasn't. And it doesn't help when the people that were there producing it and they say what gets in and what doesn't. No, I agree. I love satire. I think even though Mikey didn't watch the movie, I think he, I think it was Mikey said, uh, God, I completely lost my train of thought. Sorry, because Mikey. I had a, a complete compliment for you. That was okay. Comedy? Yeah, that and like it, God, I had it. I lost it. Like took it, it tried to be a serious movie and yeah, that's what it was. And yeah, that they, they build it as this serious movie about Freddie Mercury and it obviously wasn't. And yeah, it's, I mean, I love satire. It's like one of my, favorite types of humor. So I, I have no problem with any of this. I'm I was just playing devil's advocate about the the historical inaccuracies of, of everything, but I have no problem with how it was done. I, I mean I thought it was great. I think to me the death of Stalin is just far more educational because my knowledge base was so low going into this movie. So yeah. I I like read the whole Stalin Wikipedia after this. I listened to a different podcast on it. The movie taught me a lot. I don't know. I like that part of it. For sure. And, and it's also kind of funny, too, because, <clears throat> I mean, Russia is still one of those countries where we don't know, like, just like off the top of our heads, how entirely they operate, like, in a good way. Like, Putin's still killing people that speak out against him. Yeah, for sure. It's still communist, mm-hmm. man. I mean, that's 
What do you, yeah, that's, I think there was like a little hint of a joke in it after it killed the guy, I can't pronounce his name. They said something like, now the violence is behind us or something like that. And I like actually giggled to Brittany. She was like, what? I was like, oh, I'll tell you later. I'm like, cause they're still straight murdering journalists and, you know, anybody who disagrees with them. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Why. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You guys are awesome. It's all sunshine and rainbows from here on out. I don't want to get after Stalin died. Yeah. I also thought it was kind of a little funny, dark joke. I mean, I also thought, I mean, I get why. Actually, I don't understand why they do it. Other, I mean, it has to be a very suppressive country. This movie was banned in Russia. Yeah. Did you guys see the YouTube video? The two guys got in a fight because of this. (laughs) Oh, I watched it. It's lit. Go ahead, Pep. Well, yeah, it was banned in Russia, and then like uh, one theater showed it, and then they had this like radio show, and this is these two old uh, Russian guys who who appear to enjoy vodka very, very, very much, <laughs> <laughs> like go at it basically, and, and the conversation kind of shifts into being like, uh, is it okay to make fun of you know like these things from from World War Two? And they ended up like punching each other, but. <laughs> kind of on the sad side, then that was used by the Russian government as further evidence as why Russians shouldn't have access to this film that it incites violence. So I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of shitty. Like it's kind of crazy. You know, it's 2019 and this movie's banned in Russia. Weird to think about. Do you think the movie is insensitive or could be funny to a Russian audience? I don't think it is. They make light of things which could be good and Dude, could those be bad, I guess, depending were, on what you went through. Man. They showed a little bit of they them still, in this movie. They still have the gulags and stuff, don't they? I Honestly, Russia confounds me so much. I don't know how a Russian citizen would take this movie. Like, Would they laugh at it because, yeah, that stuff happened and we were the victims here, so that... Like we can relate to all of the killings and imprisonment and stuff, or would it be like we, we kind of agree with Putin here on this? Like we shouldn't be watching this. We should. This is obviously bad media. I can understand why it's blocked in these countries. Like, like what if Russia made like a satire movie about like nine eleven and made light of everything? Like, yeah, you'd get <laughs> some people who and those different like a, 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 an oppressive regime that went decades as opposed to like one day but i mean i could definitely see it but i'm not russian i didn't live yeah, to that so i have no idea how they would think about washington's movie you're like a slapstick about guantanamo bay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like guantanamo well we have team america world police that's good enough that's or harold good. kumar guantanamo true yeah well, that was the death of Stalin. Now, before we get any, into yes or no, is anybody with any last remarks? I'll save mine for the my yes right, or no. Let's go from east to east, Pappy. There we go. Uh, yeah, this is a hard yes for me. I've I've watched this like five times now since it's come out, and it's I think it's like a brilliant comedy. Uh, like I said, Russian history two from the uh, like the fall of the czars to modern day Putin was the best class I took ever in the history of school it's just so interesting but like in the context of this movie it's, it's freaking hilarious and I, I really do think I talked about this earlier I really do think that the government's more death of Stalin than it is house of cards I think it's really more of this like chaotic uh, bunch of dummies <laughs> trying to like hold on to power so <laughs> this movie is hilarious to me I couldn't recommend it more hard hard yes Josh 
Oh, is it me? I think cool. it is you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, when I heard the title of this movie for the first time, when Stevie picked it, I was like, meh, this is kind of going to be boring. I f- feel like it was kind of hard to find the movie to watch. Um, Those pesky Russians trying to hide it from Americans, did, too. <laughs> the, the first scene <laughs> of, the, of the symphony... I wasn't like into the movie quite yet. Like I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. But like as soon as like the power struggle happened, <laughs> I just got deep into it. And I think it's completely fascinating. Like the story of how power is transferred, whether that's like in a workplace or a group of sco- school children or like the highest level levels of one of the biggest governments in the world. I think it's just truly one of the most fascinating stories about people and, um, told in a comedy it just really works and i need to see veep i think that's my big my big takeaway like i really need to give that show a chance they're like all terrible people like so it's kind of like this movie elaine is never terrible but um yeah no they're like this and they're just bad people i just yeah anyway i give elaine a yes and this movie a yes (laughs) next Uh, is mikey yeah uh this is a super hard guess for me I love this kind of comedy, and uh, like we were saying earlier, it's a lot like the rest of development and Veep, and I think that really resonates with uh, how Pat was talking about how politics actually are. I think uh, it's a lot of bumbling idiots, like we were talking about, and it's not everybody's a crazy genius working uh, working in 5D chess trying to gather power. I think it's uh, more dummies run this game so I think it's funny to see that side of politics and uh Steve Biscotti does a great job he's hilarious (laughs) um and the accent thing doesn't bother me at all I think uh I think uh for some movies it works like this obviously it works because it's a comedy I think and it gets away with it but just everybody having like an American accent or a, a British accent it doesn't bother me so much in this movie but uh I love this movie. I, I had never heard of it before. Stevie suggested it, so I was glad that I saw it. So it's a pretty solid yes for me. Cool. Brett? Uh, yeah, this was a solid yes for me as well. Um, I will say two things that might not be popular, but I'm going to say them anyway. One is I usually am a big fan of Jeffrey Tambor. He drove me nuts in this movie. <laughs> he had funny moments, but he was way too much, and I usually like that from him. But he just drove me nuts. Like, he was just so stupid. Um, he had his moments, though. So that's my one thing. Second thing, um, I didn't love the ending. I thought it was the um, tone was way different than the rest of the movie. I thought it was really, really dark. Um, after reading about him in real life afterwards, I felt less bad about it. But I just thought it changed from the the tone, like the grabbing him, killing him him screaming and all that stuff. I, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. It was well done. It just was really dark. And I thought it was different than the rest of the movie. But other than that, this movie had me laughing like right away. Uh, I thought it was really funny and I really glad you picked it. Thank you. Cool. Jordan. I'm guessing a no from Jordan, but I'll see. That's a, that's a no. <laughs> that's a hell no. Dog no from Jordan. Um, I, Josh kind of mentioned it earlier, but I really like the way this, like comedy kind of paralleled and intersected with actual kind of historical facts or like loose historical facts. (laughs) Um, And 
Brett, I am kind of on the other side of the, fe- the fence with um, Jeffrey Tambor. I think that he actually made me laugh more in this than I'm, maybe anything that I've seen him in. I, granted, <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of his stuff, but um, especially like around the time when they were doing like the portrait of him, um, he was really cracking me up, and I really liked him in this. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a yes for me and not something that I normally would watch, so I'm glad the CV picked it. No problem. <laughs> 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 you said no problem no problem no problem <laughs> no problem i think he was funny i think it was funny i thought he got funnier he, he would throw me nuts early on so i think he kind of got better and better so i wanted to all their emotions are kind of confusing uh i forget which guy it is i think it's molotov but like it's when his wife he's talking shit about his wife Traitor. she comes so in <laughs> and then like they're completely tender and nice and loving and crying over each other but then, like, two minutes later, he's like, well, she was guilty then. <laughs> like, <laughs> But they're all, they're so, like, neutered into thinking what Stallone would want them to think. They're, like, so terrified. They probably always will be. Gotta stay alive. Yep. Traitorous Sal. Traitorous Sal. <laughs> <laughs> she did something. <laughs> you knew she was guilty. She must have did something. <laughs> um... I'll go ahead. Uh, the moment I saw like the poster for this movie, I knew I wanted to see it. And I think, Pappy, you saw it before I did. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, yeah. and I got it on Blu-ray. And I think you said to me, you're like, I thought it was okay. You're going to love it. And I absolutely did. I think this movie is so quick and funny. It's just a constant revolve. It's like um, almost like airplane humor. It's just really fast. And Brett does have a good point that the – tone really does change at the end especially when barry is like pleading and just talking mad shit is about to be put yeah. out um but i think this movie is just hilarious i've seen it probably about five or six times now and it's definitely one of my favorites of 2018 so hard hard yes for this movie is that six yeses fellas oh yeah Choo-choo. i think so descent y'all ready for some trivia yeah i bet i think you're first aren't you uh yeah, uh that sounds about that sounds right yeah yeah okay the order would be Brett with Nightcrawler then Pappy with Attack of the Clones Josh with Superbad uh Jordan with Carrie then Mikey I don't know but so Brett's first Mikey's last yeah okay cool <coughs> so. Joseph Stalin's last name Stalin wasn't his actual last name. I can't even begin to pronounce his last name, nor do I want to try. But in Russian, it meant steel. This is going to kind of go way off the rails here, but it's going to be the closest two, fellas. No more long trivia games. Exciting. And one of my favorite movies ever, The Godfather Part 2, Hyman Roth says to Michael, he goes, Michael, we're bigger than U.S. Steel. Closest to, actually, hold on one second. Hyman Ross said that, who was based off the actual gangster, Meyer Lansky. Closest to, what was the date of Meyer Lansky's death? I don't even know who that is. He's a pimp. 
He was worth a lot of money. <laughs> he was based <laughs> off that guy. It's based off Hyman Roth, man. Bigger than you must steal. Okay, so I'm up. Brett? Death day. Death day uh, and go... year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, September 1st, 1959. Uh, I'll go... September 1st, 1964. <coughs> really? Okay. Uh, a lot of September 1st. What is it? A lot of, a lot of people yeah. die on September 1st? That's a, you know. No, just a... Uh, I, I think nice Jordan's month. next? Or is it Mikey? <coughs> Josh, oh, no. I thought me. George, Josh is up. What did Brett say? 59? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Brett. I'll say... Sep- no. <laughs> God! <laughs> I hate all you of you. Remember. September 2nd. <laughs> January 5th. <sighs> 60. No, 58. We'll go, go 58. What the fuck? Um, I'm going to say... September 2nd, 1964. <laughs> oh my Never god. was a cloudy day. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go July 4th, 57. Okay. You said 57, Mikey? Yes. Well, y'all really don't know your gangster trivia that well. Meyer Lansky died on January 15th, 1983 in Miami Beach, Florida. I still don't know who this is. Yeah. <laughs> when he is. died. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with the 70s, but I thought I'd look like an idiot. No, man. <laughs> Jewish gangster. I, I know about him. I, I was picking when Hyman Roth died. Did he die on September 1st? Like, uh... <laughs> no, but the, he died right around the, the Cuban uh, Castro takeover, so I kind of just guessed 59. Yeah. So that means Jordan hey. Carry two carries carry. revenge. <laughs> um, I need a minute. Alright. Well while Jordan thinks, let's go ahead and kick it over to Who's it? Spoilers man? Hey now. Spoos Hey now. Hey now. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one- Search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. And we're back. Jordan, what you got for us next week? I think we're going to watch a TNT classic, 
the Fast and the Furious. <sighs> oh, Stevie's gonna be off. You take it way back. Number one. <laughs> number the one. First one, right? Yeah. Number Tokyo one. Drift. Uh, can we just watch the nah. first Point Break again? Hey, man. <laughs> can I watch hey, the, now. The, the new Point Break again? We're gonna Please. go from this like awesome, hilarious, intellectually stimulating movie to you didn't even have your car. It was that or, you almost had, it was you that almost or Young had Guns me? too, Josh. Take it easy. <laughs> you never had your car. You never had it. You never had your car. <laughs> what does that mean? Use it in a sentence. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you we're for listening be, to the death of Stalin. Stevie. Um, <laughs> tune in next time. Tune in next time for the Fast and Furious, which I may or may not be on. Jordan, can you be Tokyo Drift, the only good one? No. Ah, no. Fine, we'll do the original. <laughs> I saw that. That's not terrible. Oh, I hate these movies. All right. Wow. You, whatever you're doing with the rest of your day or night, make sure it's awesome. And watch the Fast and the Furious and join us next time. This was Spoilers. Spoilers.